Hey, Oddballs, we have a announcement regarding the Odd and Offbeat podcast. We will That's be right. If the Odd and Offbeat podcast has touched you in any of these areas on this doll. <laughs> <laughs> if you've developed symptoms of a leaky, <laughs> leaky ears, please call a lawyer. No, uh, we are going to be switching from a weekly podcast to a bi-weekly podcast, which is and- every other week. Yeah, we've learned it can mean twice a week or every other week. Yes, By yeah. this, we mean every other week. We've been having trouble um, with our schedules. Matt's got a baby. I'm never home, and I am in places with bad internet all the time. So- yes. <laughs> However, we also have the Moisture Festival podcast, so we're going to stagger it. So what's going to happen is the Moisture Festival podcast will come out the 1st and 15th of every month, and then the Odd and Offbeat podcast will come out the 2nd and 4th Tuesday of every month. So you will hear our voices if you listen to both podcasts. If not, just uh, throw throw over to the Moisture Festival podcast, listen to some long-form interviews of other entertainers, and yep. uh, we appreciate your support, and uh, we're just going to do this. We got we yep. got to for right now. My baby, uh, I don't got time. All right, let's go to the actual episode, Louie. Let's do it. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. <laughs> Hey, hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-rude Louis Fox. <laughs> That's right. I'm like a uh, fabulous, fabulous old-school hip-hop album. Rude? Yeah. Uh, like- I only say that because you're in Prescott, Arizona, and I have a dear friend that lives there, and I said, hey, and who you've met, and I was like, hey, you, well, you want me to connect the two of you? And you're like, No. <laughs> I don't want to no. talk to that person because I didn't want to be like, hey, let's kick it. Oh, wait, I can't kick it. That's not how it works, man. I, it's like you don't know how to interact with just the real world. You say, <laughs> hi, I'm Louie. We met a long time ago. We're both friends of Matt. I'm in town. I don't know what my schedule is. I think I slept in their trailer, right? I, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I slept in your trailer. I, I slept in your trailer. <laughs> I pooped in the bathroom. I wasn't supposed to poop in. The father is that true? No. Oh, okay. Her husband's a plumber. It's fine. But you yeah, did. You were just like, no, I'm not going to call this person. And I'm like, how rude is that, man? You just say. I mean, all you would say is like, hey, I don't know. I have time to hang out, but you know, I'm in your town. I thought of you. I hope you're doing well. That's, you know, that's like the so that's polite... super creepy for someone I've met 18 years ago. <laughs> that's what I would do personally. It says, you. hey, I recognize you you exist, that we have a common link and, uh, you know, and I'm busy. And you're three states away from where I met you. Don't ask how I know where you live now. <laughs> you still have that trailer? <laughs> Is my poop still stuck? Could I, could I sleep in that trailer again? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you're in Prescott, Arizona, man. Yeah. Um, home of, this is a year ago, two years ago when I was here, I went to the ghost bar and it was racist where like I sat Wait, in the, the ghost was racist. The bartender was. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> like some racist ghosts. I would assume most ghosts would be racist. If, Based yeah. on just their, their product of their time. If they're white ghosts, I'm assuming they're racist. Yeah. They're anti-living. They're yeah. Li- I think up all the ghosts up to like the sixties probably racist. <laughs> probably racist unless it's like a like a, you're on a plantation and they're like oh that 
you know, slave probably was. Yeah, racist. even black ghosts are a little white. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sheet. Right. <laughs> okay, so you went to the the haunted bar. I went to a different haunted bar this time. I was like, screw the racist haunted oh, bar. Oh, there's a competing haunted bar. Yeah. Yeah. And was it did it feel more haunted? And was it equally as racist? It was less racist. All right, Louie. Well, let's get to the news stories. Let's do it. Let's get to some weird stuff. This story comes from abcnews.go.com. That's a news source more reliable than using Snoop Dogg as an alibi for whose weed that was in your car. <laughs> for using Snoop Dogg's pee on your for, for your drug <laughs> test. <laughs> for using Snoop Dogg's hair for your drug <laughs> test. <laughs> All right, so it goes, like Snoop Dogg's living room, smell of pot wafts over notorious U.S. open court. You know, I bet Snoop Dogg's living room smells like Febreze. You think, wait, you think his... He smells like Febreze. His living room does. He, oh, I think he's, room. I think he's, he's been around. He's like, psh, 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 psh. like he got. Oh, he's Mar- got nicer stuff than Febreze. He's like Martha Stewart. He's got Martha yeah, he's got Stewart blood right there. He's got yeah. potpourri. It's gonna be. <laughs> uh well, the notorious court is notor- notorious B.I.G. So yeah, that's why it's, that's why it's that court. That's why. Yes. There. It's become a stink in the U.S. Open. A pungent marijuana smell that wafted. Oh, wafted. Is am I saying that right? Yeah, wafted. wafted. Yeah, you don't see that word a lot. Wafted over an outer court, clouded the concentration of one of the world's top players, and left the impression there's no place left to escape the unofficial scent of the city. This is like you're a top level player, and it's like if someone farts near you, it ruins your game. Yeah, I mean, you do watch tennis players, and it's like totally quiet. It's like what, like and baseball one guy, players? One guy goes Baba Booey. Yeah, basketball players and people are just yelling at him the whole time. One person like sneezes, they shut the whole arena down. Yeah, like, are you really a top level uh, athlete? But you can't put earplugs in. Well, also the the unofficial scent of New York City is weed. I would think first it would be piss. <laughs> one. And then, like, manure. All right. And then third, piss and manure together. <laughs> like, the sewers are gross, man. And then number uh, three, gross pizza. Yeah. While the exact source of the smell remained a mystery Tuesday, one thing was clear. Court 17, where eighth-seated Maria Sakari complained about an overwhelming whiff of pot during her first-round loss, has become notorious among players in recent years for its distinctive, unmistakable odor. They just need like to be training. Like you'll take one of those like air freshener trees and you put it like on a necklace that smells oh, like yeah. weed. Right. And that's, that's my new tennis training aid for the U.S. Open. It should be court 420 is what it should be. <laughs> court 17 definitely smells like Snoop Dogg's living room, said Alexander Zverev, the tournament's 12th seeded man who won his opening match on the court Tuesday. Oh, my God. It's everywhere. The whole court smells like weed. Just get some fans, dude. And But that's the thing is like, who cares? But like that, it smells like weed. Is it that? Well, it's it's a nice smell. Yeah. <laughs> it smells, what's it supposed to smell like? Yeah. Right. I mean, it's an open air arena. I can't imagine 
there's so much weed smoke like it's a Ziggy Marley concert that is just like a cloud. <laughs> it has its own atmosphere. It's like <laughs> no one can drive home. Yeah. Stung by stories in the wake of Sakari's match Monday that made it appear the U.S. Open stands are the sporting equivalent of a fish concert. The United States Tennis Association conducted its own investigation of sorts to weed out the source of the smell. Yeah, to weed out. If people are probably getting super crazy with their vapes, like they have the vape in their sleeve and they're like, yeah, I mean, what an unusual place to go and get high, though, right? I mean, I don't know. That'd be I'd probably really good. Be super mellow, unlike unlike a. Have you seen a tennis match? It ain't mellow. I mean, it's not a golf match for you in the stands. It's mellow because you can't emote. Oh yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't move. Yeah, you're not even allowed <laughs> to. You can't even like watch it. You have to close your eyes. <laughs> They're like, I hear you blink. <laughs> Spokesman Chris Widemere said the USTA questioned officials and reviewed video of the midday match and found no evidence anyone was smoking pot in the stands of Court 17, leading to a speculation it may have come from Corona Park just outside the gates of the intimate stadium court. It came from 420 Hill, bro. Yeah, maybe it was a skunk, man. Maybe there's a skunk crawled up into a crawl space and died. Or maybe the tennis player super high and that was their excuse. Yeah, and so, you know, sometimes, you know, you smell. Like, you know, you get some stank. It's like... Smells a little weedy. Is this not like BO? No, it smells like weed. It smells like purple Kush, man. <laughs> Your BO smells like the Hawaiian Mamba. <laughs> the Maui Wowie. Hawaiian Mamba. That's my favorite dance. <laughs> Hawaiian Mambo number five. And he may not be just blowing smoke. Sakari herself suggested just that when she complained to the chair umpire while up 4-1 on the first set, the smell, oh my gosh, I think it's from the park. After her 6-4, 6-4 loss to Rebecca Masaravo, Sakari told reporters, sometimes you smell food, sometimes you smell cigarettes, sometimes you smell weed. I mean, it's something we cannot control because we're in an open space. There's a park behind. People can do whatever they want. So why is she complaining? Yeah, well, yeah, it's super ridiculous. That's right? like, like, I get that there are people of other ethnicities around me, but you know what? If we could keep them around here, that'd be cool. Right. Well, and that's the thing too, is like you won the match that the smoke <laughs> smokes you. <laughs> like, what are you complaining about? Like maybe it enhanced your, uh, in, your ability. I would, I would love it if they like looked in the sand from the review in their tape. And there's like a guy in a beekeeper outfit with the smoke thing. <laughs> Flushing Meadows security staffer Ricardo Rojas, who was working the gate outside Court 17 on Monday, said he took a break in the park around the time of Sakari's match, and there was definitely a pot smell going on. That's the thing. There needs to be so much weed smoked if it's going to be that potent of a smell. That's why I think it's got to be a skunk. <laughs> skunk under the stands, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, skunk in a park, right? I mean... Yeah, it's legal in New York for adults 21 and older to possess up to three ounces of cannabis and up to 24 grams of concentrated cannabis for personal use. And they may smoke or vape cannabis wherever smoking tobacco is allowed. That's oh, on wow. the tennis court, man. You show me where in the rules it says I can't smoke a cigar or a doobie or a giant hookah. Just bring a hookah, <laughs> a Sherlock Holmes pipe. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Louie? I mean. They're wusses, right? That's the only yeah. conclusion. Yeah. To me, it's like, yeah, come on, people are partying. Do you want Do you want to make the amount of money that you make off these? And you do that by being an entertainer and having people come and support your sport, you know? And you get sponsored by an Indica. No one's going to come to these tennis matches once you start cutting weed out, man. That's the only reason you can be there. 
It's like baseball. You cut alcohol out. No one's going to a baseball game or a football game. Exactly. No, definitely not. <laughs> All right. I like it. Yep. news part two this story comes from cbsnews.com that's a news source more reliable than giving condoms to deers to control their population you don't think that'd work no they need a nice uh lambskin uh condom because they're <laughs> allergic to the latex <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if most deers are allergic to latex <laughs> and gluten <laughs> <laughs> yeah they don't do they don't do uh gluten they got so much celiac they got deer right. ticks and celiac <laughs> Story says Pittsburgh seeking archers for deer management pilot program. I, so, so wait, they're archers that are managing pilots. No, they're piloting a program, Louie. Okay. <laughs> to kill deer, wild deer in these people's parks. These deer are coming in to where the natural habitat of humans are. Taking their jobs. Taking their, <laughs> eating their grass. Having sex with their women. Time to kill kill them all <laughs> it's the only solution really in an effort to control the deer population that is threatening pittsburgh's green spaces <laughs> archery hunts archery hunts in frick and riverview parks will place will take place during deer archery season this fall i love that they're like these deers are dangerous in our parks let's shoot arrows all over the parks <laughs> that'll be safe well i love how they're like they're they're taking over the green spaces of humans. It's like, didn't we do that? <laughs> didn't we aren't create they the, green... the Native Americans of that space? Uh, and aren't they supposed to hang out in the green space? <laughs> there were a lot of mixed emotions towards the city's plan. While many who frequent Riverview Park say deer are just part of the wildlife and aren't bothering anyone, others say they're out of control and they support the city's efforts to rid their green spaces of them. Like, what are they out of control doing? That's the thing. Like, are they like gambling? Are they it's playing three, three card Monty? These, you know, you're having a picnic. The deer comes up, eats your cheese sandwich. Who has a cheese sandwich anymore? It's not 1940. <laughs> I had a cheese sandwich the other day. It was delicious. <laughs> what did you have on? Just cheese? It was bread, mayo, and cheese. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like it's got to be cheese. No, Dude, no mayo. I'm just a straight mayo sandwich. That's how good mayonnaise is. Do you do? Do you do? I was at the Trader Joe's today, and I bought just like organic mayo because that's what they had. But then they had like vegan mayo, and I was like, I don't know oh, about yeah. that. Veganaise, baby. No, it was like vegan mayo. Oh yeah, it was Trader, Trader Joe's. Joe's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's not as good as mayonnaise, but it's you know pretty good. <laughs> it's not as good as mayonnaise with lard. <laughs> According to city leaders, the deer population has reached a tipping point, making it nearly impossible to stop the big-eyed animals from eating and breeding in the city's parks and neighborhoods, and all but wiping out the urban forests. Ryan... <laughs> These deers are, are, are amateur lumberjacks. <laughs> They've got the two two-man saw. They're doing I just, the. I just can't get over the irony. It's like, well, those that was that forest was fine before we came in and sawed it all down, and then they're mad that the. The deer are taking what's left. Yeah, may maybe we should look in the mirror. 
Yes, exactly. We should. Ryan Danko, who exercises in Riverview Park, said he can't escape the overabundance of deer and applauds the city's efforts to control the population. Ryan Danko seems like he should have been commenting on our last story about the weed at the U.S. Open. Do you know how hard it is to do burpees when there's a deer grazing calmly in the fields? Can't focus. Trying to get these lats up. They're everywhere. They're jumping in the street at night. They're in your garbage. I live just right at the bottom of the hill, and they're constantly in my yard, crapping everywhere, going to the trash, ripping stuff up, Danko said. Other they live near part- a green space. That's like, it's like when people go, I didn't know the strip club was going to be here. I'm like, it was there when you bought your house. Yeah. Go live in an apartment, man. Yeah. What, what's that? They're going to go after the raccoons and the possums and the squirrels. These squirrels, yeah. man, they're taking all the walnuts. These snails eating my leaves. <laughs> I'm trying to grow strawberries. These goddamn <laughs> snails. What's up with these aphids? going to get some archers to shoot these effing snails. <laughs> they're salt-tipped arrows. Other park goers disagree. They claim they, they enjoy seeing deer around and caught. Con- call them friendly and harmless while they understand the city's perspective they say there has to be a middle ground especially in today's climate especially with how the climate is going we have to protect the earth for future generations so i understand what you're they're doing but at the same time i know there's some type of happy medium said resident richard shock and see <laughs> he was shock and seed uh <laughs> but here's the solution bring in wolves yeah, that's that's the what are you Hawaii? <laughs> You're Australia at this point, man. You bring in wolves, and then they kill everybody. <laughs> then we move on. Yeah. Uh, so this is a pilot program. They're going to hire thirty arches out of a lottery system. Interested archers must be in Algahaney County resident, pass in a criminal background check, have a clean Pennsylvania Game Commission record, and have purchased or will purchase a 2B antlerless tag. So no one in, in Pittsburgh qualifies. <laughs> Upon passing a criminal background check, the selected archers will be required to attend and pass an accuracy test. There is a zero tolerance policy. Can't miss, man. Is Every that what that means? Or they, can't, they just can't, like, you know, like... They got got to be sober. What's their zero tolerance? I don't know. Every hunter is required to take a doe first and then donate the meat to a food bank. The deer must be dressed off site rather than the parks themselves. <laughs> oh, you got to educate people. It's like a whole education thing at this point, man. Um, I like um, is required to take the doe first and then donate the meat. So does all the meat get donated? Yeah, you, well, that's kind of messed up. You got to dress it and then also donate that. You got to kill it, dress it and donate the meat. No, thank you. Do you know what's super messed up? All these people are potential serial killers because they're killing for the thrill of killing. Exactly. They're not like, oh, get like Rambo. They're up in the, you know, <laughs> they got a perch. He's putting the thing on his face. <laughs> You're like, are you, are you, are you playing baseball or you don't know you... what he's done for this country? <laughs> he you don't know who you're does. dealing with. Let me go in and talk to him. <laughs> he's killed every deer in Algahaney County. <laughs> I was trying dog. to, I was trying to convince Carrie Lynn the other day how good a movie Rambo is. And oh. she's not having it. I'm no. like, Rambo's good. Rambo two's good. Rambo three is amazing where he goes to like the Thai village and he kills like all the Thai guys. <laughs> Rambo versus 
Predator is my favorite. <laughs> Rambo in space is pretty good. <laughs> Rambo goes back in time. My favorite. All right. Rambo hot hot tub time machine. <laughs> All right. I like it. Rambo strip tease. <laughs> All right. that's it for today folks we want to thank you so much for listening if you want to support the program you can do so by contributing on our Patreon, which we ha- have updated. Yes, because we got locked out of it. We got a new password, and all the onus fell on me, which is a bad decision in the Louis-Matt relationship. Anything I'm delegated with is not going to happen right away. And <laughs> you're the one who has the password that you need to uncover the password. But I don't, I don't even go into Patreon. You're the one who goes in there. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, folks, we uh, you can donate if you like. You can give us a five-star review, and you can send us a new story at info at oddandoffbeat.com. We're, we're now receiving emails. Uh, we weren't, <laughs> apparently, for a while. Apparently, we're off the grid for a little bit, yeah. which is like Rambo. Where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? Uh, this week from, let's see, uh, you can catch me at the Othello Fair, which I think is the Adams County Fair in Othello, Washington, from the 13th through the 16th. I'll be doing some magic. I'll be doing some close-up magic. I'll be doing some comedy magic. We we'll do some far away magic too. Some far away. I'll do some distance magic. I'll do some quiet magic. I'll do some uh, magic Johnson. <laughs> I'll, I'll play Johnson versus Bird on my Atari. <laughs> That'd be great. So where can they catch you? You can catch me on the 14th. I'm at the Columbia Theater in Longview, Washington. I'm Ooh. doing a private show there for the donors of the theater. On the 15th, I'm going to go to a reggae concert, and I'm going to be in surrounded by pot smoke. I'm going to go see Steel Pulse. <laughs> You're going to see Steel Pulse and Maria Shakara. <laughs> On the 16th, I'm in St. Helens, Oregon at Halloween Town. I'll be doing a couple shows on the 16th there, and then I'm on the Ovation of the Seas uh, from the 17th to the 21st, and that's going out of Juno and to Victoria. So Nice. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad little run there. Yeah. Uh, so other than that, folks, if you can check us out on all the social media pages, I think we're oddandoffbeat.com. Are we oddcast or weirdcast? If or... you just put odd and offbeat podcast, you'll find us. Yes, absolutely. Other than that, folks, we hope you have a weird week. We're out. Bye. Thanks for listening and stay weird.